Welcome to Permanent Markers. This is the first episode of this lovely new podcast. I have no idea where it's going. So just going to put that out there. Um, But definitely discussing some topics that are near and dear to my heart. And hopefully they will shed some light or just spark conversation for you. This first episode is part one of two. It is with my friend Cormac Murphy who talks with me about all things sobriety, um, his journey um, into sobriety. And, you know, we just talk like friends and learn a little bit about each other. And hopefully there's some good nuggets of information, if you're looking for it, that are helpful. So again, this is part one of two. Let's get into it. Put those headphones on, go take a walk. I don't know, eat dinner, hang out with your friends put the windows down in the car. (laughs) I don't know where you're listening to this, but appreciate it. And uh, let's get to it. Just a quick note before we get into it, we do discuss a couple of topics that could be triggering. We talk about alcohol and drug use, and there is a short mention of suicide. So If you or anyone you know is struggling, I've listed a couple of resources in the show notes. So take care when listening. Cool. Hi, hi. Are we on? We're recording. Speak good. Recording. Looking good. Fabulous. What's up? Good. This is fun. This This is is good. Weird, but really fun. I haven't done a podcast in a while. Okay, well, you're on mine, so I'm happy. Yeah, but this is this setup is probably the best. Isn't it very nice? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm Julia, and we are here in Midtown Manhattan near Port Authority Times Square, which is my least favorite place on the planet. Disgusting. That's irrelevant to what we're doing today. Um, I would like to talk to my friend Cormac today a little bit about something called Sober October, my journey with alcohol and his journey in Mm -hmm. life and alcohol, where we are today, and just lots of thoughts about it. Yeah. Really a lot of thoughts. So um, introduce yourself. Yeah. What's up, guys? Cormac is my name. Murphy's my last name, Cork Murphy, obviously Irish. This is a good segue. It is. Let's get into a little bit about you. Mm. Your journey mm-hmm. to where you are today, yeah. and obviously in relation to becoming sober, yeah. which he is. So and start I'm, from the beginning. Yeah, beginning. Well, I don't even know where um, does that go back to. So first off, right, what I will say is yes, I'm sober. I am, um, you know, I do AA. I've been AA has been in my life, but I'm not here to promote AA. It's yeah, not what yeah, I do. Yeah, no, of course, we're just it's here not, to chat. Of course, of course, just, yeah. just, but just to give a little, uh, yeah. Disclaimer. Because, I mean, this is what we'll get into. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. You know that I did Sober October. The reason I'm having you on the podcast Mm. in particular is because you actually, to tell you now, Mm. you influenced me to do that a lot. Um, I had been thinking for a long time, like, I would like to reevaluate, kind of see how it is in my life. And, you know, knew there probably were some changes I wanted to make, but... Um, having kind of your inspiration mm. when you were doing it with clients, which yeah. we'll get into too. He's a yeah. fitness trainer, obviously. <laughs> Look at him. Um, so obviously it was like inspirational. I was like, okay, no, if he's doing it, great. I'm going to do it too yeah. this month. And it was like the right timing of me wanting to kind of just have something to stick to. Good. So no, anyways. And, and first off, well, number one, well done. And secondly, Thank you so secondly, much. Because it's not easy. Like, <laughs> a, like a month, I remember when I, I obviously started drinking as a teenager, right? Like the drink 
drinking legal age back home is 18 oh, so yeah. you start at like 13 14 like generally that's how it happens yeah. you start drinking um at a younger age but it was um it's uh, like a month here compared to a month in ireland like I like so New York is such a great place, right? Like it's unbelievable. So much opportunity here. Great people. When did you come here? So I moved here 2017. 2017, okay. yeah. Summer and before that, you were in. Before that, I was in Ireland for a little bit, and then before that, I was in Australia. Okay. So like my partying days, I felt started probably when I was like 2021. 2021. So later than some other people. I'm later. I didn't drink at all when I was in high school, so that's some background. Then I I got to college, and Mm. that's where I drank. What I hear, especially with Americans, is like, college like it definitely does happen after college. Well, honestly, a lot of people like, it's it's high school as well. So I I, I played a lot of sports growing up, right? A lot of sports. But, so just to give you like some context, like my dad is Irish, obviously. He was like born and raised in Ireland, but moved here in the 70s or 80s, met my mother here. My mother's from New Jersey. But my dad was a painter, contractor, and it's kind of, that was our trade in the family. And um, my mother was a nurse. And my mother ended up having six kids. They met here, they had six kids, four kids here, two kids back in Ireland. But my dad was obviously Irish. He was a singer, played guitar, very social. So we grew up like in a very social family, yeah. but we all all, all played uh, sports. Um, I'm the youngest boy, so I four older you brothers. Are? I'm the youngest sister. Yeah, youngest boy. I feel like I could see the youngest yeah. in you a little bit. A little bit. Second Reminded youngest Reminded me a little bit of my boy. brother. Shout out, John. John. I don't know. There's something about John, the youngest. <laughs> Actually, yes. Very talented, very smart. And this is where I feel like yeah. when you're the youngest, it's a whole other discussion. But I feel like mm. you, you are socialized a little bit if you have that many siblings. Yeah. I'm one of four. So my younger brother yes. had a lot of people too. I, I honestly, now now that I'm older, I'm look, I look back at my childhood and like I think a lot of my friends would have been jealous of what I had. Yeah, you're like, lucky. The family's great. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And like, I love my family. Yeah. And you, I, I always see like families kind of like, or I meet people and, I, and talk about their parents, you know, being divorced or their families not talking to one another. And I'm like, I never want that to happen in my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want that to happen. So it's one of those things where I really hope, you know, like we're, we're quite close, even though we live all over. Like I have a brother in Australia, one in Toronto, one in Dublin, Ireland, mm-hmm. one here, a sister here. And then um, my mom is on her way over here right now as well. So, so nice. It's, um, and we're really close. But did they? Back, did your siblings drink? Did your yeah? Yeah. So we all did. Like we all drink. We all drink. Like okay. So definitely, and I'll I'll, I'll use this word like alcoholism. Yeah. It's in both both sides of my family. We're gonna get to that yeah, word we, we by the way because yeah. I have a lot of yeah. I have a lot okay. of pain points around that word. That's fine. That's fine, and a lot mm-hmm. of people do. So, uh, yeah, like four older brothers. So I when I was like I remember when I was 16, 17 I'd always see my brothers going out, and I remember I used to be collecting my brother Rory in town. He was young and he was drinking in pubs, and I was just like I felt like I was so much more disciplined than, than my brothers like I'd be going mm. to the gym um, I would stay off drink in high school because we had like a cup towards the sports yeah, yeah. yeah and um, but in saying that I was hanging out when I moved into a different school in high school I was like 15, 16 I was started hanging out with the older kids because mm. I was like quote unquote cool kid from my age my brother went to that high school and he was like you know won the like high school cup with the with the team and so he, when high, I came in there was high like high school cup yeah high school cup <laughs> I don't know I, don't know I have fun. so many voice memos from you that I will never throw out because I just like no. it's the best that's the accent is the best that's why sometimes I literally just I might start talking to a girl and I'll just send a voice record you like note. oh now she wants me uh, well, just send the voice doesn't, memo it doesn't, doesn't actually always work <laughs> but it's more so 
there, there was definitely an ego thing. Oh, Layla, hear my accent. But I'm just like, sometimes I'm just so bored of texting. Well, no, I get that. It's, it's like, a lot. If you're moving around you know, all day too, you do you move around the yeah, city a lot yeah. for where you And work. I like walking and talking as well. Like, yeah, you know? sure. But it's... Um, Look, I'm not telling you not to do it. You no, can leave me as many voice memos as you would like. I will. I'll Thank keep, you. I'll I keep appreciate going. that. So, yeah, brothers were... Like, my dad was the type of person he would, you know, work Monday to Friday, like you know, worked extremely hard and then you go out and he'll sing and play guitar and, and drink. That's the culture. You work during the week. Right, and if he's in a, a bar points. or if he's in yeah. wherever he's singing, it's just there. So my brothers, we all we all play sports but we all drank on the weekends and um no like none of them really like it wasn't nothing drastic happened, mm-hmm. like, you know, but I suppose I moved to Australia at 21 and my two eldest brothers were living there and that's when my drinking started to get mm-hmm. into like it was Friday, Saturdays for like mm-hmm. a lot of, like a month on end and I started earning mm-hmm. money and then I started doing drugs. My what first were you time, doing for work at that point? I was point? a painter, so painter contractor. Okay. My brother has a painting business there, mm-hmm. so houses, commercial, You could probably also get away with being hungover on a painting job. You know what I mean? Yes and no. Yes, because I worked for my brother and I'd be like, oh, I can kind of, but right, no, right, 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 because right. I worked for my brother and he didn't take shit. He'd be like, this needs to get done. Fair, fair. But I will tell you, when I moved to New York in 2017, I did this painting job and I was out the night before. And um, mm. I remember calling my dad the next day. I was so hungover. And mm. I was like, I can't even pick up the fucking brush. Yeah. It was in um, Murray Hill somewhere. I was painting this restaurant. <laughs> Good old random. Murray Hill. And, uh, and I was like, I can't. Yeah. I was like, what so do you that do? happens. There's like a moment and you're just like, wow, I can't push through this. It was one of those hangovers where it was just like, I'm never drinking again. Oh yeah, like, I mean, and how I many really times got those. Do that? Yeah. I really, like I did get those once in a while because I knew I was like I am fucking drinking. I, this yeah. will pass, but it was one yeah. of those ones where I was like, also you're young. Wow. Think yeah. about now. Shout out, I'm over thirty, but um, also <laughs> it's the best time of my life. So yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that, but. No. Um, I think also there's a huge difference in your body when you're 20 something. There just is. So. There just is a physiological difference. You change every 10 years. Yeah. I feel like I've I've heard it from people in their 30s, like mainly my cousins and brothers. Not so much my brothers actually, because I feel like we have this gene where we can just keep on going. It's yeah. it's it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Our tolerance is just ridiculous. But I remember hearing off people like they're like, man, the hangover in your 30s is so much worse. And I'm actually so grateful now. I'm 30 on the 1st of January, so I don't know when this is out. What? Yeah, I feel like. I knew that was coming mm, up. New Year's baby. Yeah, but seriously. I'm like buzzing now. I'm going into my 30s sober. <clears throat> That's awesome. You know, which is cool. So yeah. I'll never have to experience that as well. No. Nor do I want to experience There's it. There's you know? no reason to. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no reason to. But, yeah, hangovers. I know people get them a lot yeah. and they suck. But I never, like, if anything, it was a mental hangover. Like, mm-hmm. I was mentally low, mm-hmm. like, l- very low. Right. But then when I started using drugs, like cocaine, Adderall, stuff How, like that. Let's back up a little mm. bit. So now we're in Australia. We're in Australia. We're in Australia. You're in your early 20s. Mm, 20, you're painting. 21. You're working with your brother. Yeah. You're drinking, which is pretty normal. Yeah. All that, what society says, yeah. you know, it's it's just the life. In like, a new it's city, meeting new people. Like, yeah. Meeting, and obviously know. you're hanging out at bars. You're going to go yeah. do those things, house parties, bars, whatever it is. Parties, yeah. Um, okay, so you're at this point. Mm. Are, do you have any goals, aspirations at that point that you could think of? No, no. absolutely So zero. you were just figuring it out. Just like... Enjoying yeah, your not, life. Not re- yeah, not really figuring it out. Yeah. Just like, almost like living for the weekend. Sure. Like working to go out and spend money. And then I like, I, I was training. I was playing, I, I played rugby the first year. And I remember recalling my dad. I'm like, I don't want to play rugby anymore. Yeah. I don't want to play. I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. But in saying that, I think a lot, uh, looking back at it now, I think a lot of reason was because I wanted to 
train more and I wanted to go out more. Mm. So it, it was like the weekend. Yeah. So it was you like. You can't really physically and like, mentally do both. No, you just can't. can, but just not very I mean, well. yeah, you, you know? can try, but if you want to be optimal. <sighs> In your no, training, that's not gonna. Yeah, that's you, not gonna help. No. Okay. So, um, all right. So here we are. Mm, Australia. You, you, Australia. Yeah. Everyone. There's kangaroos. There's you know. <laughs> not really. Hot surfer bros everywhere. Uh, yeah. I was in Brisbane, so it was a oh, okay. boring city. My brother lives there. Oh really? Well, I don't, like, no, it's a nice city. Like, is in like I think yeah, it's yeah, perfect yeah, for him. He's a family. Yeah. Like, my best friend lives in Sydney. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Australians. Yeah. You have Aus no. You have no idea. Australians. I have a lot of Australian friends. You do? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking love to party. Like, yeah. I've never... I've met some crazy people in my time, but Australians are definitely up there. Australians, Welsh, I've noticed English that. people, yeah. Irish people are well, fucking insane. As I well. would say, I mean, you can speak from your culture and your yeah. family. I grew up on Long Island, yeah. Italian, so we love wine. Yeah. But my parents personally did mm. not drink. My mom doesn't drink at all. Nice. At all. She never, she, I guess, did. She got mm. married, and my her and my dad got married very young, so yeah. like 21. Wow. So she didn't even have those, like, dating so 20 young. years, like, very young. That's so young. And they've been together for whatever, how many years it is now. Yeah. And she just never, she drank in college, but... Mm. She didn't do that. So I didn't grow up in a like my immediate household yeah. with like tons of booze around. Um, obviously, people drank in high school yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I just it was weird. I, I don't know if it was a guilt thing or I knew my parents would know everything I did anyway. Did you get in so trouble? Like, did no, your parents? I feel like I, I just didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I was very dedicated. I did sports. I did like all of that fun stuff. I had a lot of yeah. friends. I like floated yeah. around friend groups. But... It wasn't, it really wasn't something I wasn't like, oh my God, I have to be a part of the party group or yeah. anything. I just, it was weird. Then I got no, to college. I it was weird at all. Yeah. Then I got to college though and the wheels were off yeah. and I. Which tends to happen, right? Yeah. yeah and that's right. a whole other thing for me, but we're talking about you. Yeah. So we're now in our twenties, Australia. You just, yeah. you mentioned cocaine. You mentioned other drugs. So How I did that progress? I not done any cocaine in Australia because it was so expensive and it's a Oh really? That's get. a fact. I didn't know that. So expensive. Like, Don't I buy here. it in Australia. So no, I had done it, but it was mainly MDMA. Molly, that's, yeah, that was the first drugs. drug, party yeah. drug. Molly, a lot of weed, and uh -huh. like, but that's when it was just like, I remember like here and like seeing my friend smoke weed, and I'm like, you're such a fucking stoner, <laughs> like, and then the, and then I said, I'm also like, I love weed. You're like, now I'm doing it, and like, it. And like yeah. I'm I'm like smoking during the week, driving home, stoned, mm. getting up in the morning, but then like partying hard. Not like weeks on end, mm -hmm. but like if we party, be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, please, times, college. Yeah started Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know so. how to, so like your experience in your early twenties, you didn't, did you go to college now? No. Right. You went straight to Australia. Went, went or, to Boston at 19 to play rugby. I, I never, I was, different people, people are watching this and know me, like they're just like, he didn't go to college. Yeah. I was terrible in school. That's fine. But I was, I'm like, you know, I, I had my strengths. Like I always <laughs> got out of my comfort zone. I was good at yeah. sports. I was Look, everyone people. has different paths. There's no judgment yeah. there. But I'm trying to say like, maybe my college years were kind of like your like early 20 years in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, in that yeah. sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of paralleled in that sense. I wish I went to college. Like Really? Uh, yeah. I played, I played rugby like for USA under 20s, right? Because okay. my brother played with the Eagles and under 20s. So I was like, I want to do that as well. So I went on trial to Florida and Vegas and then got caught and then got got a call back and went to work up in France when I was 19. Mm -hmm. Long story short, one Wait, of the guys so was on you were really trial. good at rugby. I was good. I was good. I won't yeah. say really good because a lot of my friends be like, you wasn't really <laughs> They're good. They're like, he sucks. Don't <laughs> ask him this that. question. But no, I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Um, I was definitely was 
Really good when I was younger, like 15, 16, 17, 14, 15, 16, I was yeah. really good and moved into another school and I just didn't commit myself, looking back, didn't commit myself as much as I should have. I should have, would have, could have, shut your mouth, you were okay. So yeah. like mid-20s Australia, yeah. getting into the party scene, mm. you know, again, at this point in life, this is what everyone does. Like, you know, does. it's like, yeah, like there was no one to blame or like I was, it's like, oh, he's doing it. So no, I just wanted to do drugs. Like before, I remember Wolf of Wall Street came out around the time I was living <laughs> in Australia and I was just like, I was just I like, give me all of the coke. <laughs> give me like, all of it. Give yeah. me every single, give me all the girls, like give me the drugs, give me something similar to what's going on in this movie because I want it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like another, I used to, I always say this, like. I was obsessed with the main characters in these movies, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. What was it about that? Johnny Depp in Blow. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Blow. Yeah. It was just the... Um, uh, the just hedonism? Like, the, like... No, I suppose just the, um, you know, they had the drugs, they had the money, they got the girls. Yeah. So it was that, like... It's like, like a... F- that felt iconic like role of that person who was, like... I don't know. Doing it all. Doing basically doing it all, but doing it all effortlessly. Right, you it's all I mean? about the effortless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's just like like being sent in retention effortlessly, like you know. Do you and feel I know movies, movies, movies are movies. Like, right, you know, right, right, right. It's just like it was that. Like I love fantasizing about stuff like. But that. you're at that age where a you're good looking, mm. b you're whatever you got some money because mm. you're working, but mm. like you're able to support your lifestyle. Yeah. And what is going to tell you not to? Nothing. No, you know, course. nothing's going to be like, don't it's, do this. It's this, that freedom this. as well. Like, I yeah, don't, the freedom. I don't live with my parents anymore. Like, I have my yeah. brothers there, but I'm still like, I'm 21, 22. Also, you're an adult. You can choose to yeah, do whatever do you want to do. Yeah. At this no, point. I'm not saying all oh, my parodying was like that. It's it's the fo- FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. It's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. When people think of, like, just say, for instance, you and your friends want to go out this weekend, and you're like, come out, come out this weekend. I'm like, no, I got to do this. But then I'm constantly thinking of, oh my God, what am I going to miss? This would be so with the girls, fun. the, the best girls. Looking, you know, the best looking guy is going to be there. The best looking girl is going to be there. All oh, the drinks, you know, you're you're blowing the night out up to its full potential. Whereas nine times out of ten, it's not that fun. It's not that at all. It's not that at all. It's it's, it's look, a you can be fun. Yeah, it's so fantasizing. So I used to fantasize the shit out of everything. I did a bunch of reading. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can see, but if you see this video, I have a ton of books here. I did a ton of reading. Yeah, so. During my sober October, mm. I was trying to learn a lot and not just not do it, but also like transform and yeah. change thoughts and habits and feelings about it. Which is good. Yeah. Really you have really, to do both. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have to do both. In in what my um, vision for my healthy and happiest is transformation. It's not just to deprive yeah. yourself of something. Yes. So. Great point. The idea of alcohol as a substance changes you. Yeah. So while there's the society aspect of it, the partying aspect, mm. you're having a great time, you know, no one's going to tell you not to, but yeah. as you're using alcohol is a drug, mm-hmm. it's just fact. And it is also at the same time, it's not this like random substance that you're just making the choice to abuse all the time. Yeah. It is actually making chemical changes in your brain. Yeah. So this idea of, you know, let's let's just say the facts for the facts. Like alcohol is a drug mm-hmm. and it does change wiring in your brain mm-hmm. and the highs are going to be harder to get. The lows are going to be lower. Mm-hmm. Your ability to have more and more and more is going to just 
be there because your tolerance is just going to go through the roof. So there's this double play of at the time, you're probably just living life, right? You're living life. It's great. You can do whatever you want. But we also, like at the time, I wasn't thinking about it when Mm. I was doing it. Like you're not thinking about, oh, this is a drug, like like all the other drugs, you know, and this is affecting my brain in this way. So that's why, oh, I didn't realize I had that many drinks instead of this many drinks that night and it just keeps going. So there's this changing of your mental state while you're just going through what you think society says is appropriate. Yeah, that's a good, um, and you explain that very well. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a lot of reading. Yeah. Well, it's not I all for I'm, me. I'm going to learn more here, here than you. Well, well yeah, good. we're going to have to like have five different podcasts on yeah. this. So from what I see is like, clearly you're enjoying yourself, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But I feel like at that point in your life, then you've got this substance that's also doing this. So it makes it easier. Getting to states where you're like, oh, that's a little too much. I don't know why I got there. Yeah. I but know. like, it's not it's, your fault. No. You know what I mean? I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that was just um, an aside note of like, probably what's playing, coming into play at this, in my view or from what I've learned from reading and stuff. Like yeah. at the same time, what I learned about myself. You know, you can't blame yourself. Mm-hmm. It unfortunately is just something that, I mean, again, I can have like 15 podcasks on this one subject because there's so much to <laughs> there's talk a lot about. To cover. Yeah, there's a lot to cover. There's so much to cover. It's yeah. like overwhelming. Um, but it was just, I, it hit my brain when you were talking about it. And it's like most people feel like they're doing something wrong mm. or it's like, why can't I be normal? Why can't I do this? And there is no normal for alcohol. It's a yeah. drug. Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to use it, you got to know what the consequences are mm. and then decide what's right for yourself. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. so this may be, so now that you're at this point, you're having fun. Yeah. Where are you in life? Are you um, working the same job? Yeah, working the same job, but like I definitely had no goals. Like, not that I didn't care about life, but I, I noticed once I started doing more drugs and more drinking, like, the more I could do, you know what I mean? Like, my tolerance had a Right, your tolerance, was crazy. Yeah. But I noticed, like, waking up some mornings and, like, having thoughts that you don't want to have, mm-hmm. you know, like... Like, Let's get into it. <laughs> just like, yeah, just literally just having like, you know, not depressing like, depressing, like, like, I don't want to, I, like, I don't want to leave my room, mm-hmm. but like really, really dark thoughts. Like, you, you feel know? it in your bones. Yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. just a thought up yeah. there. You feel it. It's real, mm-hmm. you know? And it took some days, like, but I don't, I don't know, was that, it's, look, it's the drug, it's the drinking and the drugs. You for know? sure. They go, like, for, for a lot of people, they go hand in hand. But what I don't like is when people, like, separate. It's like, oh, like, my dad used to always say, stick with the beer, you know, stay away from the liquor. And I'm like, I get that. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, it'll bring. Right, people like, are going to try to me- uh, mediate. What People are going to try to moderate in different ways. It's always like, um, yeah. th- there's always a substitute. Like, And I've yeah. done it for years. Like, when I stopped drinking, I picked yeah. up weed. Yeah. And then I moved back to the States here. And then I went, I was sober, quote unquote sober. I was telling people. And then I, I was like, no, I'll only have a couple. And then I'll, I'll only do this. So there's always like. Yeah. You're trying to downplay it the whole time. But at that stage, yeah, I had no aspir- like aspirations or goals, but I wanted to get out of Australia. Okay. So I knew I had to move back to Ireland uh, for a little bit, live with my parents, just save some money again. Because it's mental. Like, it's in, like when, I, when I went into rehab, I went to rehab, by the way, and we'll get to that. But when I went to rehab, right, one of the uh, things we had to do was, uh, I think it was the first week I was in there, I had to write out, like think back from when I first started drinking and write out like an estimate of how much money I spent on alcohol mm. and drugs. That like, really get you. It's disgusting. Yeah, like, no. And like, I was like, oh, well, I worked at nightlife for two and a half years. It was all free. Mm. But I still had to include that because I still drank that work. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
millions. Jeez. And I'm not like, not, not like, and people were like, shut the fuck up. Millions. I included vapes, cigarettes. No, you include everything. Millions. Jeez. Yeah, because like Jeez. I've, I gotta think. I've, I've, I've worked. I mean, I'm 20, think about the hours. Yeah. The hours. Yeah. Like I've, like I've worked a lot in my life, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying like I'm not fucking broke, but I don't have like a lot of money. Right. Like, I mean, know? that's like, but, but I would to put it into perspective. Yeah, you're perspective, like, it's crazy. Wow. So it was like yeah. that was one of the things I was like, Jesus Christ. But you know what it was? We, like going back to like my family, like it was always one of those things where it was like, you know, it was cool to be like, oh, here, this is my round, you know? And every yep. girl I went out with is like, I'm paying for this. And it's good, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, you're not going to fucking save any money from that. And that's something like I'm trying to be more mindful of because I'm very like, you know, I put one thing down, I pick up another thing. I know. I mean, that's a whole other thing, switching one vice for another thing. But it does happen. Um, it does. That's okay. I feel like I've, I've the most control over, I suppose, yeah, just with anything right now. But even like uh, during the year, it was food. Okay. People like people like, it was like food. controlling your food. Yeah, like it was like okay. I was eating a lot. I mean, I know you meal prep. It's on Instagram I do meal all prep, the time. But it's you know, like I have to be honest as well. Like you just ate a Snickers before we started, so I feel good <laughs> yes, about that. I Snickers. I feel so good about that. I was like, "What are you eating?" I feel like that's so not you. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's like everything in moderation. It's Christmas time as well. Ho, ho, ho. Oh my god! Ho, ho. <laughs> let's get to the how we got to rehab. So you were on well, also. Let's go to New York. Let's go to New York. York. Yeah, yeah. Yes. New York. New so York. my brother obviously lived here. Here, not obviously, but lived here for three years prior to when we I We should have here. a map that's like, here's where Cormac it's is, drawn. then he's Australia, so then he's here, here and now that he's in That would be York. good for the viewers if people Next are watching time. this. Next time. So, but you know what, you... This is trial, not trial and error, but this no, is... No, this is legitimately trial and error. Let's not even say anything more than that. No. <laughs> so, moved to New York 2017. One of my best friends was moving there, and my brother lived here. Lives here still. Okay. And I just remember booking the flight. I wanted to live in New York. I was telling people, oh, I'm going to start modeling in New York. That's what I was telling people. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'll bartend, make money, model, and... Uh, I thought I was the best-looking guy in the world. and um, I mean, it's hard not to. I don't. I don't anymore. I don't anymore. <laughs> okay. It's uh, not legit. I don't. I don't. I'm so full of it. We'll have a there. poll, and we'll write, is he the greatest-looking human <laughs> <laughs> after this? I cannot so wait for that. It's, uh, but, so I would just say I moved here. I think I moved here. It was a Sunday. or No, it wouldn't have been a Sunday. It was a Thursday. I was doing coke in my brother's bar on the Friday night. Saturday night okay. I heard it was so you, I, got in, you got in right away you went for away. it I couldn't like, wait let's go again going, York, back, to that, going go. back to that fantasizing of yeah this is New York the, oh, the, the nightlife yeah, yeah, yeah. but I hadn't been to your like, brother owned a bar or he just owns a bar in Astoria yeah him oh, and a couple of guys yeah I won't oh. you want to say what it is is he still owning yeah, it yeah the Wolfhound yeah, oh, shout out to the Wolfhound fucking great bar great bar great Guinness great and I'm not just being biased because my brother's bar yeah genuinely it's in Astoria it's on uh, 30th Avenue in Steinway alright go there everyone yeah really really good hang um, out I was living there at the time when yeah. I moved to, when I moved to New York I was living in Astoria and um, yeah I just couldn't wait to do coke because I hadn't bought I hadn't bought cocaine before I bought like MDMA and um, I think I had done acid back then as well I think Ooh, so how was that I've done it a few times and some were good, some wasn't. Weird? Like I remember one time I just took it. Me and my Sorry, friend. Sorry, this is me because I actually haven't done any drugs. So so no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, serious. I'm not, I just I haven't. Yeah. yeah, it's um and uh, well, I've smoked weed, but that's yeah here few and far in between. It's few, yeah, yeah. But it's um it's still a joke. 
And coffee. I know. Coffee's a drug. Coffee's a drug. Caffeine yeah, is just, a drug. Yeah. This is educational. Mm. <laughs> it's so educational. Mm, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> it's okay. No, every, you can say that for okay, your coffee. Okay. That's so, um, uh, where are we at? Jesus. We're in New York. You We're got here. York. Things got are going to happen. Doom blow. Um, I'm, my my brother's like you need to get into bartending and I was like nah because I want Monday to Friday so I can go out to weekends I didn't know how New York was. you see how your life is revolved like when yeah. you look back how it's revolving around, around. around yeah drink yeah. it drink yeah. it and a lot of the time I knew like I knew that but sometimes it was just like but also it's so hard not to like that's what it is yeah. it's true it's true it's like it's you go like for instance people who work in offices they might go to work and they'd be like yeah but then they go to happy hour they're going to happy hour yeah. and then what a happy hour and you're, and you're talking and this is what I used to do as well if I meet someone and I don't know if I I'm, I'm not sure I'm, still, I'm buying you a drink yeah. but I'm still figuring out do we get along well, I used to always do oh like um, you're talking about different places or you're talking about like different drinks so it's always around yep. alcohol or social it's setting it's such a crutch right? yeah, yeah. it is 100% such a crutch so it was like um, I didn't have a lot of friends when I moved here. Like I was a lot of Irish guys, my brother's friends. Such an easy way to make friends. Not, but not my typical crowd. Yeah. But you know what was what I going to do? Gonna drink drink on my, was, yeah, I was yeah. on my own. And then you know, bounced around with different groups. Still haven't found my feet. So I was bartending in a in a famous bar in Midtown. I'm not going to say the name because they're fucking scumbags. All right, so don't so, say it. We yeah. don't give them airtime. No. <laughs> they're not scumbags. <laughs> I but got they, your back. To me, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, and uh, I got suspended there one time as well. <gasps> what were you doing? You don't went, have to tell us. No, but you I do went, have to tell us too. I went in, uh, I was parted. So this is when I was kind of just getting into nightlife. I met two of the guys who I worked in nightlife with. Right, right, right. And we were at this Sunday, fun day, football thing, or whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. Football Sunday? Sunday, fun day. Sunday, fun yeah. day. And um, doing blow, drinking a lot. And I remember I got dropped off in this Hummer limo. And I was so fucked. And I remember going in, the manager was like, you need to get a fucking coffee. And I was like, you're right. Got a Starbucks coffee because I smelled mm. a drink and I was doing shots with customers, which you can't do. And he said, get a coffee, sober up, come back in. So I came in with the coffee. It's really not going to sober you much up. But it's not really, but I suppose it's better. You know. <laughs> but what doesn't sober you up even more so is pouring Jameson into the no, coffee. No, no. So like sometimes I think back and I'm just like, because I used to always yeah. say I'm a drug addict but I used to be like alcoholic fuck I can't really say I'm an alcoholic but so you feel like at this point in your life mm. it had kind of built up to yeah, like more than just when I it's starting to bar, affect other relationships it's starting to affect a lot, a lot. Yeah. like I could tell you um, uh, fucking hundreds of stories here like of what happened yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no but, but I think the main matter, yeah the know? main takeaway is like you're like okay something's not working something's not working yeah but the main yeah the main takeaway is something's not working but I don't think like I, I just, I didn't have it in me to be like, do I need well, we help also, here? We don't know, no. we don't have the self-knowledge at that point no, in our life so. to so. even understand what it is. I knew, I knew I liked drinking. Mm -hmm. I knew I liked doing drugs. Mm -hmm. um, I liked how it made me feel. It got, my, it got me outside of, mm -hmm. not saying I didn't feel good a lot of the time. I did, but I was always dependent on what, something easy. to make me feel good. Yeah. But also I didn't know what I was doing in my life. Like as in like. I did not know what I was doing in my life. Mm -hmm. I had no drive. I really, like, I struggled with, like, people like, like I was so insecure. So insecure. Like, is Which it I'm like, sure no one would have thought. No, not a lot of people. It's like so insecure. And, like, I think everyone has insecurities. Like, I, I, I definitely we all do. Still, we, all, we will for the rest of our 100%, lives. 100%. But I was such, I didn't like saying, like, oh, like it was always, I'd always take a compliment and fucking, like, 
grab it and fuck You're like, I'm Leo in yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I, this is me. Legit, yeah. legit. Like, but it was, um, and I hope that makes sense for people. Like, what I'm trying to say is, like, I was like, yeah, I felt insecure. So every time I did mm -hmm. uh, drank or drug, like, I felt like I was a fucking It's man. just so you know easy. I mean? Look, hands mm. down, we can say that for a fact. It mm. is so easy to drink. It is so easy to get your hands on alcohol. This is the easy place in the world to drink, I Especially think. New York, yeah. yeah. I it's mean, the it's place. literally everywhere at your fingertips. Yeah. They deliver it to your door. Mm. It's a part of every single aspect of your life. It's very difficult to get away from it. It's crazy. It is, it is. I mean, even in my work, when mm. I worked for like media agencies back in the day, like yeah. real like nine to five stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did, which was a great time because it was the early, you know, my early 20s, right out of college. We mm. had a blast. You think of all the stuff we did in the city. Mm. And, but of course, everything revolved around alcohol. I mean, we yeah. drank in the office on like Fridays. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. hit a certain hour and, and we sometimes would have a glass of wine while we were on a call if it was a Friday. Like, wow. And it's not like anybody was drunk or doing anything inappropriate. Right on, right on. No, I'm not ratting on anyone. Uh -huh. It just, but that's just so prevalent. Think about all yeah. of the, like, you know, like, I don't want to name company names, but. Dude. <laughs> You're so bad. No. There are, think no, generally think about like media agencies these days. Like yeah, everything yeah. has a ping pong table, yeah. beer on tap. Like my office had beer work, on tap. We work at beer, right? Yeah. yeah. Places like we work yeah. in other places. Yeah, yeah. There's a lifestyle element to it, and that's a huge part of the lifestyle. So at that point, well. how are you to know how to take care of that? I didn't know any better as well because, like, I didn't know what, like, I felt like, you know No what? one's it, saying, here's another way. No, no one I, is no telling one is you that. that. Like, no one is saying that, especially, like, with the people I was around, not saying they're bad people, but it was just like, Jesus, if, if you're not really drinking, it's like, especially as a bartender as well. There's such like, a stigma of of people who don't drink. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like something's wrong something's with wrong. them. Yeah, instantly. They're instantly an alcoholic. Yeah. There's instantly a gene that's wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there is something wrong with them. That is what... The you, know, you know how many times I went out and said I wasn't going to drink? And I drank? Of and course. Then, and I ended up not coming home yeah. for another, like, day. Yeah. Like, I've often gone on dates. Like, from, yeah. just say, for instance, I meet a girl at seven, and then I go to the day right, from seven to ten. But and then, then you're going to party or and then whatever. I'm not home till the next day at two, yeah, 2 p.m. I get it. That happened a lot of times. Mm -hmm. A lot of times. So now at this point, you're like, something's yeah. not right. Yeah, what something's you, not right. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're working in nightlife? Working. So I got into nightlife for, like, 2019. I just went out in a nightclub, before, like, a couple of times, and I met these Irish guys who were just starting to pick up. And... Um, then I got this reality show, MTV show, so I quit Let's the bar. Let's say what it is. No, no, no. This no, is it's a different one? Yeah, Are You The One? Season, yeah. I was supposed to be on like season You know season what? I six. think I've heard of that one. Yeah. It was probably a good thing that I didn't go on it. So long story short, I got that. I went to LA back and forth for castings a couple of times. I got that. I heard nothing for like three months. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, I quit my bartending job because I was supposed to be filming away. Right. And then I said to the guys, can I just do nightlife with you for a little bit? And they said, yeah. Not that I was making, I was making fuck all money when I started that. But I heard nothing back. And then they said, oh, we're not going to help with the show. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Any yeah, lo and behold, I get another call probably like four or five months after that, and it was for Love Island on CBS. I do know that one. So I, I've not I was, seen any episodes. Yeah, it's on Netflix right but now. But I Googled. Yeah. You were on it, I can confirm. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Watch it. 
It's on Netflix right really? now. Really? Yeah, Netflix. Oh my god, this top, is so fun. I'm gonna top, watch this. Top ten there for a few weeks. Top Damn, five, yeah. top ten. Look yeah, at that. Yeah. All um, right, so we're like, okay, we so might like, be doing this adventure. So I was asked originally to do the UK one, which is like, isn't that the, the big, biggest, the biggest big reality daddy? Show. That's the that's the biggest reality show ever made. Like dating, love like a big brother show. type. Big. Bigger, bigger, bigger. What? Yeah, it's bigger yeah. than Big the, Brother. The UK there? Love Island is like I'm saying this, but like because I don't know for a fact, but I'm yeah, all, yeah, I'm yeah. almost certain it is like the biggest dating show ever. Yeah. yeah, bigger. But like hindsight's a great thing. It's like oh, maybe it's I better could've... that you were on this one. Maybe because yeah, because I think I would have it would have been blown up if I was on the UK one. Mm. Because maybe you weren't you get ready a for lot that. more eyes. Yeah. I don't think I was ready for that. Um, All right, so we're going so on Love Island we're here. We're on Love Island. We're still we're in our party days. Still in our party days. So yeah, to like working in nightlife for like I suppose maybe like a year or so, building build our name at the time, and because we were the only Irish promoters in New York, and obviously I was going doing a reality show. I was Can doing, I ask I you what doing, clubs? Yeah, like Tau Hospitality, Marquee? so Marky Lavo Tau, oh Pikachu Little Sister, probably passed you in Tau. The... Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were known. We were known because we were climbing the ladder pretty, pretty fast. And the two guys who worked at were Irish Jack and Green NYC promoter. And talk about a job that's not going to prevent you from <laughs> doing any of those things. So we, were, we were talking about freedom before. And yeah, this, was a joke. this is the ultimate. Yeah. But I was just fucking up so much. Like in nightlife, I was just like, but only I could have made so much money. But all yeah. I was doing was was just doing drugs, fucking girls. Yeah. Not caring what the fuck I was doing, I d I fucked up so much. Yeah, like with my the relationships I did in nightlife in nightlife. Mm -hmm. But then I got the show and I kind of like I didn't sober up, but I was like partying less. I was getting into shape again because I knew I had because I had a an, a goal. I had a goal. I hadn't had a goal in quite some time. You see, you know, uh, I wanted to look good. There's a little direction. Yeah. Um, my ego was fucking massive. Because you gotta think, right? I'm not saying like the ingredients were there for me to have a big ego, right? I'm Irish. Right. Right. I'm, I, You're I, going I, on a really popular dating show. I'm, You're gonna, but get, like, like, I'm surrounded by girls and I'm getting fucking paid to bring girls out to clubs. There's celebrities there. Um, you mm -hmm. you know everyone's shaking your hand. Hey, you know it's it's ego it's ego filling. Like you couldn't be in a more egocentric oh, spot in your life. So naive, like I hadn't a clue. Yeah, no. I just didn't know. But it's something that I work. I on mean, now. to be it's honest, like, you're not totally wrong in that expectation. No, of course. Look at society. Look what we are yeah, doing right now on all course. the social media. Look, I mean, I get it. You you but, people think that's the golden ticket or something. You and know? it kind of is. It kind of is. But it was like, it honestly, it was. Such a big um, eye opener to me when I when I went. It was filmed in Fiji, right? And I was there two oh, weeks that's prior. Sick. But I knew I had a problem. Like even like not being around people because obviously like I met this chaperone. You ever, were you good being alone at that point in your no, life? No. So this is where I'm getting at. Okay. This is where I'm getting at. So oh, I man. was like surrounded by people like constantly every night. And yes, I did enjoy my downtime, but it was very little time because uh, we were always out. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, I had a night off. But it's mm. just a night off, like, you know, I'm just watching TV or I'm with someone anyway. Mm -hmm. So always struggled to, um, not that I struggled, not that I disliked being alone, but I suppose, like, a lot of the time when I was alone, it was me and my thoughts. Do you know how I mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, whereas, people, like, I, people I, can't sit with them. They can't sit, yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. I'm very, I'm pretty good at sitting with them now. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. of course you have bad days. But anyway, so going into Love Island, I, I, I was in doing TV and I was supposed to be like, there was five guys, five girls go in. I was supposed to see one of the first five, and then they held me off. They're like, "We're going to hold you for a bombshell." So like, that's how it <laughs> Sorry, works. I know this stuff is so. <laughs> you funny gotta watch the show. I yeah. will. I tonight. I'm that's like, to watch it. Just watch it. It'll make sense. Um, episode. Four. I'm not laughing at you, by the way. Of course you're not. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I, no, I know. Just the like, con- sometimes the concepts. I mean, I watch this stuff. So it's like bombshell. Like, like me and yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, came yeah, in. Yeah. And was like, oh my god! Oh my god! It's so hot. I think I've seen pictures of you when you were on the show, and I'm like, wow, you're so different. That looks so different. Yeah. yeah. Longer hair. Um, this is like different vibe. <laughs> different vibe. Different vibe. Yeah. Fun, yeah. Um, I would uh, never have been attracted to you ever at that point in your life. No, completely. And the like, thing is, I thought every girl liked me. Like, <laughs> not, not. I'm not bullshit. And I thought every girl liked me. Like every girl that came into the nightclub, I was just like, she's not, she's gonna get off of me if I go up to her. She's gonna. Get, no, I'm not. I'm just being honest. Like, no, it? I know. I don't feel like that now. I don't feel like that now. No, I know. It's because like, that's why when I met you, like yeah. you're the nicest person, and Thank like you. I don't know, I just good vibes yeah, yeah, and yeah. like then I I don't know how I learned that you were on <laughs> it or something. So I I saw a picture and I was like. Wow, those are like very different people. <laughs> like I don't even like would have talked to you at that point in your life. I remember just going and talk to the girls, and I thought I was like, "This is gonna be easy." I remember talking to boys, and I'm like, "This is gonna be fucking." Because mm-hmm. you gotta think, right? To put it into perspective, I was going out every night. I was bringing out all these girls of course. from New York City. You're getting your your the feedback the you're getting yes. is like constant. So I'm like, put me into a show, yeah. and I'm like, this is gonna be easy. Whereas in fact, it wasn't. You think it's gonna be the same the same, same type scenario? Of so yeah. I wasn't getting that. So I I definitely had a big ego boost, but also mentally, I was I was very yeah, low. Where were we at at that point? Where we're in the villa. We're going into the villa. Like we're in the villa, but I remember. And mentally, you're like, mentally oh, this is very, different. Yeah, Something's so happening. Struggling. In that two week period yeah. before I went in the villa, you know, I was just like fucking no phone. Mm-hmm. I was like thinking, I was just like doubting. I just so came out of a relationship. Downtime. Yeah, you know, it was a lot. Like I was, in, was I think I think looking back now, I was in love with my ex girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was constantly comparing those girls to her to, yeah. or to other girls I was with. Yeah. So it was just like a big, big shock. So it didn't like didn't the show didn't go that well. Now that I'm comfortable, I'm I'm, I'm good with everything now. I look back at it and I'm like. I'm like, fuck, good for you, like, you know, good for you. But when I came off the show, I was like, because I wanted to go after like three or four days, I was like, in my head, I was like, I need to, I need to leave here. Yeah. I just, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't feel like, you know, I was like, oh, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, will, I was in the villa eight, seven or eight nights. I actually did okay. Like, looking back at now, I think I did okay. Mm-hmm. Like, but some of the stuff I said. Look, it's all part of your journey. It's yeah, all part of the experience. 100%. And then, so you, whatever, Love Island happens. Yeah. You're starting to feel like that was interesting, a little bit different than I'm used to. Yeah, definitely. When and you like, got out, were you, where were you? Were you going back to partying? Yeah, I was going what straight you, back yeah. to New York. Yeah, straight back to New York. <laughs> straight back. I couldn't wait I to figure, get home. Yeah. Um, one, because I thought I was going to get more attention. And then two, I just I just wanted a drink and I wanted to use. And mm-hmm. um and three, I just I missed I missed what I was doing. I missed I I was obs- for a while. I was obsessed with nightlife. Yeah, like I was obsessed with everything yeah. around it. Um, so I came back and I remember like looking at my phone and I had like I went into the villa like 16,000 followers and I came out. It was like forty two and I was just like, what the fuck is this? You're like, this like, is not enough. I was like, because <laughs> me, I remember like after like two or three days. They, they, were, they took like a half day where there was no filming and me and the boys went to the beach and we were talking about like all oh, these girls we fucked up oh with and gosh. how many followers <laughs> this is so how many, fantastic how, how, right many, how many followers we were going to get you're no, doing good I'm you're doing, doing good. good for yourself I'm right now right. trust like, me but you're doing what you love and you're so passionate that's what it is. so and we'll it's, get it's there. authentic so this super is, authentic I used to so one of my best friends uh, Scott Thomas he lives in Manchester he came third in the UK one season two so it was the fir- it was the second season but it was the first season that blew up oh. and everyone was like what is this Love Island thing and it's in, <laughs> original in the UK so he came third and I remember he had 
I signed with his PR agency for three months, right? Mm -hmm. So he helped me out with like clothes. I didn't yep, get any yep. brand deals. Well, like got me a, a gig in Toronto, post Love Island, like doing media, radio shows, TV. He's mm -hmm. like, what's your niche? And I was just like, uh, modeling, uh, nightlife. You know, <laughs> like, like, what, what is that? Like, what I the fuck know. is that? Like, what I'm he's like, model slash actor yeah, slash you know, Instagram. Well, I'm, I'm Irish and I live in New York. It's like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So, like, that's why, like, it's like, Jesus Christ. It was just, like, I had no direction. So you leave Love Island. Leave Love Island. Back to New York. And go straight into nightlife. You night go life. straight into nightlife. Yeah. Is there a shift happening inside of you or something yeah. as yeah. those weeks are passing? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, did, I got, came back. I went, I, said, I was in New York for a week. I went to, to Vegas mm -hmm. with one of the guys for, like, three days. Heavy, heavy weekend, like, mm -hmm. coke, whole lot. And um, I was just doing coke and Adderall. I started taking Adderall at that stage as well. Okay. Which um, was a blessing. And I a mean, curse. you're mixing uppers, downers. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's lot for your body. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I went to Toronto, Vegas, all coke benders. Yeah, like not feeling good, doing a lot of drugs. Remember, I got back with my ex girlfriend after the show. Yeah, the one you were like, in love with? Yeah, I, I, I think I was. I, yeah. I think I was in love with her. I don't know. Like, what the fuck Whatever. is love? No, I, I definitely was. I definitely was. <laughs> Again, why we need a dating pod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is love? What with is Julia love? And tell us, or maybe I we'll try know. to tell you. Yeah. So, um, I'm partying a lot, like working. I remember, like, I came off the show and it was the most money I've ever had. I'm not going right? to say how much it is. It's not a lot. Like people, yeah. like people, like probably like oh, but for me, I had a lot. Mm -hmm. I had a bit. I had a bit. No, that's fair. Um, and because uh, it was always terrible money, and like I was always spending it, but because I was gone away for a little while, and I was getting paid for the show, and I had like you money from nightlife. Throwing it away. I remember I was party. like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Have a so, little savings, you know, a little bit. Just like but, a little. So that was put into perspective, right? Yeah. I got back from the show in July. Of so July of 2019, okay. 2019, right not COVID. ish, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no, not ish, yeah. girl. Um, so, and I had such and such money in my bank account. August, September, October, November, I was broke. I had no money. Jeez. Yeah. You can tell what's your priority at that point. Yeah. Right? When so you look it was back just like, it? yeah, it was just coke. Yeah. Like, I don't mean like every week, almost every day. Uh huh. Cocaine, Adderall, smoking, mm -hmm. drinking, almost everything. So, all right, you get yeah. to a point where you're literally broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably also emotionally spent. Yeah. Physically spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suicidal, like, like, is in like one Not a good want, place. Not a good place. So, it is. It's so, what was the catalyst to go to rehab? <laughs> that rehab was never not. No, sorry. It came up in November, whereas I stopped working nightlife. The guy said, you can't go in, you know, you got to like... So it was more on their end where they were like, you can't keep doing this? Um, or we want to fire No one you. was going to stop me anyway. You know what I mean? Like, isn't like... I just mean working, working wise. Yeah, yeah, they said you can't because... So you know, it wasn't like you were like, I need to stop. Yeah. It was more... Yeah, the were guys like, like... Well, I knew I needed to stop anyway, but like the thing was, I was doing it in my apartment anyway. I don't mind that because... I can just do it and everyone leave me alone. So but you were doing were it like, kind of alone too. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Really, mm. alone. So it wasn't just social anymore. No, no, no. Because I never like, as in my friends used to always say, it's like you don't need. I never needed alcohol to socialize. I never needed it. No, you don't, because you, you clearly know? don't. I've like, only known you sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't. So it's not like, and. So but, I feel like that's really interesting mm. because, for me, it's a social. It's a purely social yeah. thing for me. And I feel like when also then that's a big wake up call. If you are doing it 
alone, mm. you're clearly compensating for yeah, yeah, yeah. something, something that yeah. you can't be alone by yourself without no, of course, of doing course. something. Yeah, because yeah. there was a lot going through my head. Yeah. And like I, t- I touched on insecurities back in there. Like that was only like just when I just started. Yeah. But like, um, but then at that point was, too, think about it. You've been using it for so long. Mm. Again, chemically in your brain, you're yeah, at a certain point. Yeah, I'm fucked. Where it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, I don't know any other way. Like, isn't like, I course. used to say like, I go to bed thinking about coke, mm-hmm. or I have it there. So I, coke and, and drinking were those the two big ones? Yeah, at that Adderall, point, Adderall, and Adderall, Adderall as well. Adderall. Um, okay. I couldn't get over this. Like people were just getting prescribed this drug. I was just like, what? It's, it was very easy. Girls it's used to give easy. it to me. Certain girls used to give it to me on nightlife. Mm-hmm. And where a lot of time would be, I I come to a party and I'd have no sleep. And then this girl would be like, here, take this. And then it was oh just like, and everything's like, fine. Yeah, like, everything's good. <laughs> Let's stop here to digest what we've discussed so far. I wanted to divide this episode into two so that we had a moment to digest everything we heard and marinate on it before getting into the second part. So from this first episode, there are two takeaways that really hit home for me. The first is the role society plays in alcohol use. And the second is mindfulness in our 20s. Um, Back in October, when I was researching um, and just starting to do Sober October, one of the most fascinating parts was learning how little society tells you about the consequences and possible dangers of alcohol use and also how intertwined money and profit is with the information that is disseminated about the substance. You could get really deep into research studies, but to keep it high level for now, it is so, so interesting when you peel the onion back and you look at who's funding these studies, it's a ton of really, really large alcohol brands. So that gives you some pause. And and at least for me, it gave me some pause where I said, hmm, maybe some of this information that we're reading about is a little bit skewed. Not to get too, too deep into that, which it is incredibly mind-blowing and honestly really, really changed my perspective on the marketing of alcohol and what is fed into our brains on a consistent basis. I think the combination of an actual chemical, which is alcoholic itself, doing actual physical change to your neural pathways and your body and your organs, plus the combination of that with society and what it says about alcohol, which is basically downplaying all of the consequences. It's really what facilitates and fosters a specific narrative about using alcohol. And that narrative is one in which people don't even question its use or the their use of it even. And for me, that's incredibly frustrating. People absolutely have the autonomy to decide whatever they want to do with information that's given to them and they can do whatever they decide is best for them for their mind body and soul hands down that's not even a question but if you don't have think about it if you don't have all of the relevant information you cannot even have a chance to decide if maybe there's another way so for me i fell into this camp in my 20s my behavior was and you know still is honestly by most accounts considered normal in terms of drinking alcohol. I'm pretty high functioning, 20 something. I partied with friends, but I had a job. I went to the gym, had good relationships with my family and friends. I think for me, I could tell something 
wasn't right. I had a constant feeling um, that I was taking two steps backwards every step forward. And I think the thing that really, really got me was not reaching my full potential with what I was doing over and over again. And that is what kicked my butt into gear a couple of years ago into really thinking that I needed to address this and figure this out for myself. You know, it wasn't exactly a rock bottom, you know, where I was blacked out or lying in the street or, I don't know, throwing up in a stranger's apartment. Honestly, I, I never really blacked out or threw up, but those aren't the only ways to know when something is not, when alcohol is just not working for you anymore. I don't say those things for like a pat on the back. It's really just to show that you don't have to look a specific way in order to decide that I want to make changes or that this is not working for me. For me specifically, the idea that I may not reach my full potential in different aspects of my life, a lot of it had to do with work and fitness and some goals I had, was what scared the shit out of me. Um, So honestly, I can say I'm really grateful for that. Secondly, I related to Cormac in that I had no real direction in my early 20s. So coming out of college, I had a vague idea of what my interests were. But honestly, beyond that, I really, really couldn't see exactly what my future looked like. So in and of itself, that's totally fine. That's what our 20s are for. They're a time to live and learn. And um, But I do think for me, and also I was dealing with some mental health issues that I honestly didn't even realize I was dealing with at the time. Not having that goal or that vision made me a little bit more susceptible to prioritizing other things. And those things were things that were a little bit more immediately gratifying. So socializing and partying were two of them. (laughs) And that included uh, drinking. So to be totally candid, I think at the time I got a lot more out of that than the jobs I was doing because that obviously doesn't give you the immediate gratification as going out and partying and drinking and socializing does. So it was a very, very much work for the weekend mentality. That all being said, I do not believe in regrets, but I also hold space to contemplate, you know, what my 20s would have looked like if I had a little more mindfulness and understanding of my behaviors. And this is what kind of circles back and brings me to my first point about what society says about alcohol. Society plays a huge role in where we choose to spend our time and energy, right? So first of all, you can't blame yourself for existing within the only framework that you know. So one, if anybody is listening to this and blaming themselves, that's got to go right out of your brain. If I had known there was another way and society was presenting a little bit more well-rounded view of alcohol and alcohol use, other options and resources, I think I would have started this journey sooner. So discussing things like this with friends like Cormac and being able to be honest and open and vulnerable about being human. I'm hopeful that with all the new exposure um, about alcohol and all the other options that are becoming a little bit more mainstream now with the different types of drinks available and even sober bars, all these things are amazing. We need to bring those into the mainstream so that people have their options open for that. I really, really hope that continuing this discussion will allow people to have more authority over how they use or don't use alcohol and be able to make a more conscious decision about what's right for them.
So before I leave you, I wanted to leave you with three questions to think about. The first one is, what was your family's culture around alcohol when you were growing up? The second, how did you view alcohol growing up? And then after you started participating and using in your life, how did your views change or did they stay the same? And then the third one, which is a great thing to think about no matter where you are in life, is what does your healthiest and happiest look like to you? If you enjoyed this episode, please give a five-star rating and review. I would love very much, sincerely, feedback. So stay tuned for part two of Cormac's story coming soon.